0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Clone Wars Commentary. I'm your host, Cheyenne, and I'm joined by Brody today.
1: Hello. Uh, when you said welcome, everybody, I it sounded... I know this is the podcast that we're playing right now, but it, I literally thought you were just playing an episode of it. Like, I just kind of got caught off guard because I was looking away. And I was like, oh, wait, are you playing something for reference?
0: No, it's just me <laughs> and my automated automated welcome back voice.
1: It sounds great. It always sounds great every time, but
0: Thank you. Thank you. I I'm like I was talking to Danny about that the other day. I was like, gosh, should I change that? He's like, no, I think it sounds fine. I'm like, okay. <laughs> as long as I don't sound maybe like theory every time.
1: Maybe uh we should just update it to say it in like Hatties
0: <laughs> Yeah. You
1: yeah. YouTube <laughs> Like, just say like whatever the hell. <laughs> I spoke gibberish, but should, any I huts out there new, are very offended,
0: right? I I should find new like Star Wars languages to say welcome back in or like welcome to Castle Run Weekly or something.
1: I think the only uh, one you could really do is like Huttese, because there are so many like different languages. You could do it in Gamorrean and just make pig sounds.
0: <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh, nobody would get it. Until Maybe after we could try we to change
1: it, it up. Yeah, exactly. Like the sound is just a bunch of squealing hogs, and everyone just like, 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 everyone looks at their phones or their uh, computers, and they're just like, whoa, 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 wait, what is, what's happening? And then it's like, turn it
0: down in their car. That
1: was Gamorian for a welcome back, everybody, to the Clone Wars commentary. I'm your host, Cheyenne. Like, (laughs)
0: literally, like, I have just like a nice uh, bedroom voice afterwards. (laughs) They're like, that was not the intro we were looking for.
1: (laughs) Yeah, afterwards, it's just like, hello everybody <laughs> welcome back to clone wars yeah. commentary today we're going to be talking about the bad batch which yeah. we should, should should we still call it clone wars commentary
0: yeah it's gonna i, just I think we should because it's like space.
1: bad is clone wars 2
0: yeah it's just living in this space because it's quote unquote gonna be it's not like a limited series but also like yeah it is you know what i mean like it's it's hopefully not gonna last as long as clone wars did it's not gonna be seven seasons worth of bad batch it could be i guess
1: um it could be it just depends like how long they could really not milk it but just like keep the ball rolling
0: right right i only think that it, it wouldn't last as long simply because of where it falls but then again like who's to say that they like died or dispersed at the end of where everybody else did you know at the end of where the new era starts you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. So like, could, could go do they forever. last into like Rebels territory or right. like even Return of the Jedi territory? Because Rex was alive around then.
0: Yeah. Rex so, was,
1: you know, he fought in the Battle of Endor. So it's like, uh, and anything could happen.
0: Yeah, could do. So who knows? Um, but yeah, it'll live in this space until further notice. I think it'll be fine. Um, mm. Last week, we talked about episode one, which was an hour unexpectedly probably not for people who were paying attention to the release at the time, but I was not. So I didn't even realize that it was an hour long and didn't finish it. Um, But that was fun. I really liked the first episode. It was very good. So this week uh, Brody and I watched episodes two through four so that we could kind of in an arc sort of way, talk about what happened. Um, These all could also probably have been done standalone, but I prefer them this way. I think they went well together.
1: Um, I would definitely say with The Bad Batch, I think with it as a series, I th- I think I'm going to really, l- well, I have watched the whole thing and I've enjoyed it thoroughly, but everything feels like one consecutive arc. Like everything kind of leads into the other thing okay. because in Clone Wars, there were like five episode arcs. Mm-hmm. Like there was Umbara, there was Mortis, there was um Calamari, there was, you know, all all these different arcs. Yeah and um with bad batch it's nice cuz the most you're going to get is like a two parter right you're not there's not going to be these long swaths of episodes that take place in the same place it's like they uh they hop around and i think that's something really satisfying about the show
0: yeah i could agree with that i think um even just now like just starting it it does really flow pretty well together like that it it makes it kind of it nice. flows
1: very well um, because so the episodes don't necessarily end. Like mm-hmm. you could tell when a Clone Wars arc ends, because they all stand together, or they all walk away yeah. as the triumphant music begins to roll in, mm-hmm. or like they say, like, like, oh, you did good, Snips. Now let's go, and like, it they, they doesn't really lead into what's going to happen next it's because the Bad Batch are just on the run, always. So they're just on the run to the next episode. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so, that's so funny that you say that. It's like there's always one little closer line or something in the other things, but this just feels like if they just cut all of the episode pieces out of it, it would just be one long movie, um, which is what a lot exactly. of uh, exactly is meant to feel like sometimes, but... Um, so for this, <coughs> excuse me, uh, this first episode, episode two, <laughs> okay. it's called Cut and Run, very to the point in the title. Um, I
1: very, guess, on the people, yeah, very on the nose, very on the nose. Like the
0: other ones, yeah, but this one, very to the point. <laughs> they were like, shit hit the fan, we gotta go. Um, so this is, I think, one of the most impactful moments of this one for me, honestly, uh, was Omega seeing outside for the first time
1: yes it hadn't oh even my hit god me. so cute yeah but well she hadn't. i think of, of course at this point you know it's been it's been like a good half a year now since the bad batch has been out so i feel like people have had the time to watch it mm-hmm. but there probably aren't there are probably some that may want a little recap so cut and run begins with uh the uh the bad batch coming in to um what's it they're you know, on the run, they it's just Salucamide. left Camino, and they're kind of scrambling. So they're kind of looking for a clone who has been, like, off the grid, hiding this whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's our good old friend, Cut Laquane from Saleucami. Did we have a Clone Wars commentary about that yet? I'm pretty sure we have, because yes. that was, like, season two.
0: Yes, because it was when, like, uh, was it Rex and them that went there? I don't remember who, but it was a mm-hmm. group that went there and was like, you're off. Oh. Farmer, and he was like, "Yeah," <laughs> and that was literally. The, the You're argument. a
1: farmer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What of it? Yeah. I'm a farmer.
0: Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was basically it. Yeah, I and, think we and I've got
1: one. my attractive wife <laughs> and my beautiful kids.
0: Yeah. Did he have the kids in Clone Wars? Were they huh? already? Did, were his kids already in Clone Wars?
1: Yes, but of course, younger
0: well yeah i don't i don't remember them i do remember him i don't remember his kids anyways continue (laughs) (laughs) wow i'm sorry i have listen i was on the road for months and i wasn't paying attention to so everything that i had is gone
1: it's all all right (laughs) so um they look for uh cut the Queen. but before that uh uh, Omega's whole Omega her whole life was on um, the planet Camino. But now when she finally steps out of the bay doors, Cheyenne, would you like to take the, uh, take the reins on sure. this?
0: Yeah. So she, <coughs> at this point has never seen like dirt or grass or the sky <laughs> really from other planets points of view. Um, and when she like exits out, she kind of like takes that breath of fresh air moment um, and realizes that she's about to discover a bunch of new things, but she touches the dirt and she like drops it out of her hands. And I was really, I was waiting for a sand joke. I thought it was gonna be there, and that was kind of a missed opportunity for them. But I do like
1: doing that. the thing from like Dune, yeah, like, like when like, he like picks up the sand and like sifts it through his fingers.
0: Yeah, and there's just like there's just too many good sand jokes, puns, and opportunities that they missed. <laughs> but also, I get it because it's also supposed to be a heartfelt moment, and it was because. Who but it's it, also dirt. Record's like it's dirt. Chill. <laughs> or I think I
1: think tech is like that will be dirt. Okay, that this is like, dirt.
0: Somebody said dirt, and I was like, "That's rude." <laughs> I said, like, "Let her revel in this," and then they did. I they, can imagine uh, record
1: did the same thing. Wrecker like dips his fingers in the dirt. And he's like, "Wow, <laughs> what is this?" And just like, Recca, we've been on this mission. We've been on 10 missions so far, and we've all, all of them have been with dirt.
0: <laughs> and then he tries to point out, like, the different types of dirt. Like, he's like, no, this is different it's like, because. Yeah, but this one's more
1: grainy. Yeah. There's a couple more big rocks in it. <laughs> yeah. And then Tech is just like, that would be gravel, then. We are standing on gravel. <laughs> yeah,
0: literally exactly what would happen. I could just see these little, like, Side memes, side quests that they turn into memes out of everything that you just said. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So she discovers dirt and she realizes it, but then she starts, like, kicking and playing around in it. And I, for me, that, I was like, yes, this is, like, cute, but also, oh my god, she's never seen the outside before. And she's about to go on a whole mission with them. Holy crap. Um, Yes. And especially, like, as soon as they like, said who they were meeting whenever they did introductions. Obviously, I already knew. But for me to try to calculate what happened in Clone Wars on that in that same area on Saleucami and then bringing Omega into that situation that was already dangerous before, um, I was like, okay, well, this is too easy for it to just be a stopover, obviously, you know. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and the next thing that happens that I want to ask you about, because, again, I don't remember, but <laughs> cut and sue said that rex passed through literally the day before they got there is that something that we would have seen or is that just like oh yeah no he was already here <laughs> you missed it Did
1: so given given the timeline that would have been right after ahsoka and rex got off of the venator at the end of clone wars okay. so that would have to be like literally the day after that because that was order 66 unless yeah. some time has passed in the first episode like that might have taken the span of like two or three days right. after order 66 but presuming that this is within the same week mm-hmm. you know rex just crashed off the vendor so maybe he's just kind of getting out there to kind of spread the word yeah. that it's like like oh no all the clones are portraying the uh, the jedi I need to go tell Cut about this. So he goes, because Cut, you know, he's off the grid. He has no idea what's going on in the Republic. Yeah. So he comes there and she's like, hey, Cut, uh, you know, uh, listen, the new empire is rising and it's going to be garbage. Just yeah. letting you know, you get should out. get off of here.
0: Do you think that, like, it's obviously good that Rex did that, and obviously Cut does care. Because it's a good friend. But yeah, but do you think that Cut... It's gonna sound weird, but in, like, in short, do you think Cut cared to know, you know? Like, obviously, it's, it's he's gonna benefit from it, him and his family. But do you think that he, like, often thought about the other clones or that he was just, like, he was fine, chilling?
1: I think he was just fine on his own. Like, he didn't care about the war right. anymore. It was really, like, no longer his place to really analyze. You know, he completely separated himself from it and after, like, you know being on geonosis during that battle and leaving i'm sure after that he wanted nothing to do with it because even in the sh- in uh, clone wars he said like <laughs> he, sorry he uh he said oh, that um God. he was like i want nothing to do with your war as soon as you're healed get out and never come back like you know he just didn't wanna he didn't want anything to do with the war yeah. and unfortunately the war came to him on salukamai
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I just, I was thinking about that, and I was like, to be fair, like, yes, obviously he appreciated it, and he wanted to get his family out of there, but if they hadn't ever shown up, he would have just also figured out his way of life with the Empire there. Um, So I thought that was interesting to think about, and that he's still there for them, that he still cares about them um, when they do show up, even though he did leave, (laughs) which is so nice.
1: I mean, Rex is the only other clone, probably one of the only other people who knows about Cut because you know (laughs) kicks jesse they didn't they didn't see him. they did they only saw sue they for all they know sue lives alone
0: oh that's true see Mm, knowledge gone um
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i i've lost all memory of like geography uh science classes algebra gone God, can I tell you about you the Clone Wars? Any Star Wars fact? Just go visit Boy, your old G, high school where do I teachers I start? like,
0: here, this is all that I remember. None of it's from what I learned. From yeah,
1: exactly. Book. This is all I remember. And I just hand him a, a, a sheet of printer paper with nothing <laughs> on it. Just like, is it, is it flipped over? No, no, no. no. That's no. all I remember. No, that's I wrote it. it down. That's
0: the assignment. <laughs> um, God, that's, you know, the TikTok sound that's like, I had to make room for the tuna from invader Zim.
1: you you make reference to uh tiktok all the time and i'm just like i never like open the app i'll open whatever people send me hate you right now like i'll oh my god no it's nothing against tiktok like i'm just not a fan of like scrolling through finding the next hot meme like which like that's just personally how i vibe with it but um i know they can't
0: see me my head at him I'm yeah, uh, I can see. Like, with like, no,
1: media. there's nothing. It. There's nothing wrong with TikTok. I'm saying it now. There's nothing wrong with t- TikTok. If you view it, absolutely perfect. But I just, I don't feel watch, comfortable. To...
0: Did you watch Invader mm-hmm. Zim? Ever?
1: I, I did not grow up watching Invader oh Zim. Gosh. I, I watched Invader Zim. whenever it was on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you all for watching uh, this episode of Clone Wars Commentary. Episodes two through four, we got the first five minutes of two. That's it. That's it. That's no this episode. The rest of this concept, we're just going to be sending like condescending jabs to one another, just like
0: <laughs> we like talk about two like we're just going to. And then Brody says something, and I'm like, I don't like that. And then I say something, and Brody's like, Shut. and then
1: we're just going to start getting like really angry at each other, like the entire time. You won't see it, but we'll just be like glaring, like squinting, like. <laughs> Having our noses all curled up. Oh, God. You know what? <laughs> Let me we'll tell you fair. something.
0: Maybe us doing that is better than me doing walrus teeth with my pens. So, <laughs> they also can't. <canceled. laughs> we're
1: going to have to yeah, do that. You know, I wasn't going to bring it up, special. but you were the one who brought up. You know, that's okay. on you. I, I didn't bring it's mention funny. to it.
0: I want to do it again, but I can't. Um, <laughs> so we gotta
1: it is funny. It's very, very funny.
0: <laughs> um... Walrus things are never not funny, you know? Uh, okay. This was the other part that I really liked, uh, involving Omega in. Oh my God. Sorry. My neighbors are screaming.
1: Um, Oh, I can't
0: hear that. It's, it's just children outside, but I'm always like, what especially if, what when if, I can hear it from
1: them. What if they can? Like, they can just hear this entire dispute going on outside. <laughs> they like, your can, mic has been picking be it up.
0: Honestly.
1: I've heard times where, when you were in your old apartment, I'd hear an ice cream truck. Like, while listening to the podcast, <laughs> there was an ice cream truck playing in the background. You were like, sorry, <laughs> there's an ice cream truck. I forgot. I'd get ice, cream, ice, cream, ice cream. cream, but if you saw it, you would know why, because apparently it was like a really shifty looking ice cream sketchy. truck.
0: I have gotten ice cream from that <laughs> ice cream truck twice. Ice, and it was worth it both times it was delicious and the guy was
1: yeah you ice. didn't get like food poisoning or didn't yeah. find like shrapnel in your ice cream no
0: it was very classic like internally the ice cream truck was very classic externally junker car and not, you know it what? looked like it. garbage doing, doing the best he can um making <laughs> that money though because there were kids from all over my apartment running to get ice cream from him
1: um that's cute like though said, that's so it. cute yeah I would love ice cream trucks all the time just as much as you do. Don't play me out to be this kind of villain that hates everything. That's because you know fair. as as it gets colder st- ice cream trucks just stop coming. They should turn they just into stop hot doing chocolate their thing. Trucks. Oh my god. <gasps> oh. No, that actually that's genius. You could like, like pick wait. which marshmallows you want yeah. for extra. You could do like marshmallows from like Lucky Charms cream, like oh cinnamon Maybe, yeah, like a little like dusting of cinnamon and like maybe like a little paprika or That's something like that. Add like a little tastiness. Somebody I'm so glad that we're talking about money. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think you say that every time we record together. I think you're like, no, oh, I've been yeah,
1: saying that. I said Wars that though, like the last, I said that, I think I said that on the. Uh, the bad ba- the first Bad Batch episode, you but did. I think I want to start introducing it <laughs> because there's so many times that we just segue and, you know, branch off into and it's discussions about ice cream trucks.
0: It's always we start branching off about Star Wars and then it just keeps spiraling. We just literally spiral. It keeps so
1: spiraling hard. because, okay. like, we went from what is it, like a domestic dispute outside of your window, and then we have, like, <laughs> That we talked about how trucks. the mic picks up sounds. And then we started talking about how ice cream trucks, you got the sounds of ice cream trucks. We talked about shady ice cream trucks. We talked about the seasons. I started talking about New Jersey weather. Then we started talking about <laughs> hot chocolate, talking What's about it? different marshmallows and spices.
0: <laughs> which, here's how we'll bring it back. Which Bad Batch member do you think would run the hot, well, they would all do the hot chocolate truck, obviously. But which one do you but think?
1: But who would be like yeah. who?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So as as I
1: think Omega would be the one at the Maybe. desk. I think she'd be like, hello, what can I get for you today? Yeah. Like, she, and then like, you know, everybody else would be like, uh, I'd like a milk chocolate with whipped cream and cinnamon on top with a straw. And it's just like come and right up. And then she like turns around. It's like hollers back the order. Uh, tech is the driver and also okay. like the money guy. He okay. counts all the money and Fair. stuff. i'd like to say that echo has developed some kind of uh like coffee like coffee makers like you know how coffee makers can make uh hot chocolates Mm -hmm. he like made that but something that he could like jab his arm into so it's like (laughs) and it starts producing the item (laughs) wrecker's the one holding the drinks and he brings them down and hunter's just standing in the corner making sure nothing goes wrong like He's oh just outside standing there with his arms crossed, making sure that Omega doesn't get like, like nothing bad happens. Like no one comes up to the <laughs> store and complains like, hey, my hot chocolate had <clears throat> n- 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 never mind. Um, <laughs> have, have a great day. You know what? Here. Here's some tip. <laughs> have a great day.
0: Hunter's the hot chocolate b- truck bouncer. I love that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the hot truck that. pimp.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Listen perfect and and crosshairs the guy
1: who leaves the bad yelp reviews yeah by
0: crosshair (laughs) yeah we're still at the point where i don't like crosshair very much so
1: (laughs) it's not i don't think it's gonna get much better to be honest as someone who's watched the series i'm kind of the same semi-ambivalent to crosshair that's fair i don't really like hate them don't really love them but i'm not a fan
0: yeah and you know what that's usually the goal when stuff like his story turns out the way that it's going. Um, so yeah, exactly. Speaking of Hunter, though, my favorite moment for him in this first in this first episode of the set episode two um, is his first real uh, adoptive father moment. Whenever he like yes. gives Omega the approval to go on her first play date with her friends um, with Cut and Sue's children.
1: Every single every single one of these. Uh- Bad batch topics that I wrote down in notes. Each one has Hunter's dad instincts. Each one of them I have that written down. I
0: love it. It's because it's perfect. It fulfills it every time. Like he each each of these episodes, he like reaches a new level. He like levels up a little in dad.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) He reaches the stages of dad. It's gonna be like okay, I have seen those TikToks about the dads and it's playing the Home Depot music. (laughs) And all of them like like the one where it's like flooding and all of the dads, like there's like eleven dads, all with their hands on their hips, moseying along the side of like the the grass to sidewalk median, yeah. and they're all just like looking, looking at it, or like the tornado warnings going off, and all of the dads walk out of the store. Listen, that
0: is that is the Bad Batch making a plan. That's exactly how they're what they do in their ship. They stand and they go. All right, what's next?
1: They play the Home Depot music. The bam, Home
0: Depot bam, music
1: starts. Bam, bam.
0: It starts as Tech fit, like starts talking about his new invention or something. That's literally <laughs> it. Um remind me <clears throat> what the, happens the between the new almond basically,
1: chainsaw.
0: <laughs> basically between the play date and the 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 rat thing that scratched Padmé's back. I don't remember the name.
1: Nexu. Of that that Nexu. We had a we had a big discussion about Nexu in um what? In the food podcast. um, Where our good friends uh, Bro (laughs) where our friends Broad and Sheed, they uh, the Troigs that we know and love very well. (laughs) They uh, they took they they hosted that podcast. I'm never gonna let it die, Cheyenne. (laughs) I'm never gonna let it die. Broad and Sheed has a special place in my heart forever. troigs they were they were troigs they were the two-headed nerds
0: oh my god are you kidding and they and they had
1: and and we said how they fight like they how giraffes fight by whacking (laughs) their necks together (laughs) we gotta get an artist to do that
0: we gotta commission somebody to draw us like that that is like
1: some of that it's like an art that shows a full body, and then like an action shot, and then yes. them talking, like me playing on the phone, or or like tr- uh, Brode me playing drinking. on the phone. No, I would love to get someone to do some fan art. Calling all Kessaron Weekly fans, uh, yeah. if you want a shout out on our Twitter, please.
0: I'll pay you. I will pay you.
1: We'll we'll pay we'll pay you an exposure. I
0: pay artists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have
1: that kind of. No, I. I know fun. a lot of artist friends, and that's me their me least too. favorite thing. Shout out to all my artist yeah. friends out there. Uh, I love you. And you're doing great yeah and you deserve money
0: more money than people say um <clears throat> so between the play date and then the next zoo, and then the being somewhat not not a bad father just like an unknowing jumping to too soon he's a star he's
1: a he's the a starting father yeah, he's a he's new like, father oh my god are you he okay? has he's an like, experience so mad, this before. but also
0: like Mad because of his worries, like, but doesn't know how to express it. Like, you
1: yet. could have been killed out there, yeah. you could have been messed up, and then cut his like experienced like, veteran dad. He's kill. just like, Hey, you okay? You're all right, nothing's gonna hurt you. Come here, like, picks her up over like his shoulder, yeah. and it's just like, There, it's there, you And they're like, right. Is she okay? is like, You all right, kid? Oh, that's
0: so funny,
1: like, you're all right, kid. And she doesn't, even... it was so like. I got so emotional when I saw her like get really scared cuz it's like yeah. how often did she get scared on Camino? No That's such like a safe and controlled environment. The only time I think she'd be scared is during the uh battle of Camino during controlled the
0: controlled environment is such a good way to phrase that. Yeah, it is.
1: Cuz like it's mm. it's a lab, it's a science facility. Nothing yeah. happens on Camino except chill. science and it's then the occasional invasion. <laughs> yeah, but like that place—it's still standing, so you know it's been built specifically to counteract, you know, massive waves yeah, or storms or anything like that. Like, it could be dangerous.
0: Um,
1: I wonder if she would ever get anxious in a hurricane. Like, probably not, because her planet is a hurricane.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so between life, life is like a
1: hurricane day. here on Camino. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought you were about to like laser
1: spaceships, airplanes. <laughs> That's exactly it's a clone what blur.
0: I was like, "No, he's gonna start writing a song about." This.
1: Oh. Clone wars. Woo.
0: I can't. <laughs> um. He. After all of that danger, I can't. I'm like, I'm reeling. Um. After all of that danger, and he's like basically doubting himself, but taking it out on the situation, he tries to send Omega with Cut and Sue and their family. I'm sorry, I can't remember her ki- their kids' names. I think one of them's
1: name is Jack. Uh, I, I A- wrote K-E-K. them down. It's um, uh, Shea and Jack. Shea and Jack, um, which so- uh, Jack is voiced by Debbie Derryberry, who is the voice actress for uh, Jimmy Neutron. Whoa. Wow, yeah, like and uh, century. she uh, Shia is voiced by the girl who does Asaj Ventress. I oh, cannot remember her geez. name for that the life sense. of me right now, yeah, no, I don't know, but um, she she does a lot of great characters, yeah, I was trying to look her. Voice uh, out, and, I was, and I was like, I just don't
0: have to I gotta this.
1: remember her name now. Come on, let me find y- you. Keep talking, I'll i'll scream it out when I find it,
0: <laughs> okay, great. Um, basically. What I was going to say is that, like... Uh, it's just Nika listed, Futterman. Like, Nika Futterman. That was so fast. Yes. See, I could have just waited. They could have just had a silence. Wiki. A is
1: it w- Wiki Wikipedia? or Wikipedia, yeah, sorry. Which, which... Uh, are you on? Wookie, oh, okay. Wookie.
0: Yeah, that's a key element. Wikipedia is key. Um, basically to it's everything essential. that I've ever written down uh, for Star Wars stuff. <clears throat> uh, he, So he wants to send Omega with... Cut Cutting his family. Um, obviously, that doesn't happen. Obviously, she's like, no. Um, literally at the last minute, but still. Uh, and I think it's interesting to think about the fact that, like, Sue, she asked she looked at Sue and Sue knew that like, she wants to go back to Hunter and she wasn't going to go with them. So I wonder if it was Sue just being like, okay, I get it. And like letting her leave. Or if there was a conversation that we just weren't privy to, um, <clears throat> or if cut was involved in that conversation. So those are just the really random, like irrelevant things that I think about when I'm watching Star Wars. Um, cause I would like, aside from seeing it, I wouldn't have really acknowledged that that is something that would happen or to be considered, and then we kind of have a little bit of a chaotic coming back together, but they do end up making it back together, and it's kind of more of the quote-unquote happier ending of the three um, episodes that we
1: watched today.
0: <clears throat> well,
1: um, second happy ending. B- before setting. we continue, while we were still talking about the Lequains, um mm-hmm. in The Clone Wars, when we did get to see uh, Shea, or Shea? Shea? I don't know. I had, um, I don't remember. I don't know how you freaking yeah. pronounce that. that S h a e e a h, Shea. Mm-hmm. But she mm. had like, what is it? Is it called Vertiligo? With when you vertiligo? have like the vertigo. Like, vertiligo?
0: Vitiligo. Vertigo. V-I. I.
1: Mm-hmm. I said it wrong. She essentially had that. She essentially had that in the beginning, where she mm-hmm. had a more skit like human skin tone like or clone skin tone mm. face but in bad batch it's definitely blued over like mm. her face is definitely a lot more blue now so it makes me think like was that just something that grew was it something that faded away after a while like it, it makes it makes you wonder what uh what happened
0: oh that is interesting ooh huh i don't know does it say that she has vitiligo
1: it doesn't say anywhere on the Wikipedia that she has anything.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I wonder why. I is. think
1: maybe it is because they should, they she is a human twi totally like hybrid.
0: Yeah, but that should they they should make that canon that she has vitiligo because that is nice. Um,
1: and that's good and rep.
0: Yeah, we love good rep. <laughs> We've never said good <laughs> rep like that, but that is very funny, and we do love good rep.
1: Like Adam Driver with the good soup, just like good rep. Good
0: soup. Yeah. Oh, God, that's, that soup. clip is so funny. Um, the moment, I think, that lives with me the hardest in this that is not relevant to character development is Wrecker curling a gonk droid. <laughs> 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 that, for me, the best moment of humor in this whole episode, maybe in all three of these episodes, is he's straight chilling in the chair and he's just curling the gonk droid, not making a sound. Gonk Droids just kinda gonking every now and then. Nobody's nobody's glancing at him. Nobody's even giving it a second thought. He's literally just like, okay, this is it. This is what I do when we travel. Um, in that one, <clears throat> they had to basically get out. Um, I know we talked about it already the Empire showing up. They basically had to get uh I can't remember what kind of codes they're called, but they had to get codes to get off the planet. They were gonna help Cut and his family, um, but they were like, no, we gotta just like get out of here with people that aren't wanted (laughs) so that we can actually get somewhere safe. Um, And then the Bad Batch also needed to get out of there, but their ship is kind of going to poop for lack of a better word, which leads us into episode three. Do you have any more thoughts on episode two before we move to episode three?
1: Uh, A few things, actually. All Um, right, bring it on. I thought I... Sorry, I keep gobbling. I thought I almost erased all of my topics. I thought I I thought I did. I because I opened up my thing and it was all blank. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh my god." Oh my god. And so I just got really scared, but now I just opened up a new one. So um I think a few important moments is after, you know, Omega got scared. She like took the little head Uh, necklace thing like the thing on her forehead Mm -hmm. and held it to her chest and like started like sobbing a little what do you think that is like what do you think like how did you perceive that
0: Um, I honestly barely remember that so what I would say (laughs) is um, if if she's clinging to that it's probably a symbolism of her role um, at on Kamino within the cloning facility so, it's probably just her coming to terms with the fact that she's not there anymore, and that she might be separated from the the life that she thought she was meant to live.
1: Um, Maybe she's, like, missing Nala Se, because Nala Se also had the same thing on her head, so it might yeah. be like, oh, that's the scientist division. Yeah, and, like, not knowing thing.
0: her her role, really. Like, she is a kid, and mm. while her mind isn't always a kid because she wasn't raised that way, like... She still is like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do here, you know? And that is one thing that she does know how to do is her job at the cloning facility. So that's probably it.
1: And then um, one more topic I'd like to bring up is this episode kind of gives you an introduction on how the Empire is taking, you know, like starting to change things from like the Republic to the new Empire, including chain codes. Mm,
0: That's what it was.
1: What do you think about the chain codes?
0: I think it's dumb.
1: Pretty um, much, it's just them. So, it's just them. Pretty much, creating social security numbers.
0: Yeah, I think it's weird. I think it's. Um, I think it's weird in the way that they are. Um, I guess requiring it of everyone in a way that, like, you can't like get on a ship to do it. You know, like. It's like if they maybe if they're moving, obviously, maybe they need a chain code for their specific planet, but they don't really explain anything um, in that way. You know what I mean? Like, it's meant to be like what their citizen number, their social security number sort of thing. But it's like if they leave, Mm -hmm. do they need a different one for wherever else they're going? Is it one that does live with them forever? It doesn't really tell you much information about it.
1: I think. What it really is is just—it's an identifier because mm-hmm. it can put everybody into a system. Right. So you so can just kind of keep on tabs who like exists. Yeah, like a driver's license or like a social security number. It like plays off of how like you know current age is. Star Wars, Star Wars always has.
0: Yeah, always.
1: Um. Sorry, drink break. <laughs> I think, I think that. <laughs> I think it's very interesting seeing how the Republic is transitioning to the Empire. How many people accept it. How many people are like not a fan. But it's also like like, there was whatever. But I think like the big part of the Empire is that now every planet is getting recognition. And I think that's why the Empire is getting such like support. Because before it was like Seleucami. The Republic was never on Seleucami. Yeah. Like after rex left they still didn't make an encampment there Mm -hmm. they weren't you know present but now they're establishing a presence everywhere to make it feel like that the galaxy is cared for Mm -hmm. like you know like oh everyone's here they're all under the umbrella of the brand new empire to bring peace and security
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's always the here's how we want to make you feel until it's here's what Mm -hmm. we'll really do so it is yeah it's so interesting to see the the actual creation rather than the expedited movie (laughs) creation of it all
1: exactly Um, because we already see after the empire is like successful they've won already yeah like they are fully operational as a system but now we're seeing the progression Mm -hmm. even with like how clone troopers are starting to like talk about like oh we might be replaced with uh the next episode that we're going to be talking about you okay
0: yes sorry <laughs> i unmuted no, I it's, it's all unmute right. and i was like hello Uh
1: oh yeah so yes Nightmares. now on to episode number three
0: three uh this one is entitled replacements um i don't remember what planet they crash landed on so i don't know if you have that information but literally the first thing <laughs> they
1: landed on the crash landing they landed on the Ordo Moon, okay. probably the moon around a blue gas giant known as Ordo, mm. or it might be Ordo. I don't know if the moon is just called Ordo and the planet something else, but there's right. a big blue gas giant right like, next to it.
0: Forest Moon of Endor, the the details. Of yeah, the lake, you know.
1: Um,
0: mm-hmm. I was trying to type Ordo because I know that my mic picks this up. I was trying to type Ordo Moon uh, Dragon. And it kept tri- typing Ordo Poo, because I couldn't see my keyboard. Nice. It's fine. Uh, not um, what I wanted, but I got
1: it. So the way this episode begins is after, you know, the Bad Batch left the planet, they um they got attacked, because we didn't even explain in the episode they had to fabricate chain codes to get Cut Quayne off the planet, because he wanted to go somewhere else. <laughs> and... um. Oh, yeah, they they had a they, whole mission I where they fabricated chain yep. codes. <laughs> yeah, they had to fabricate chain codes. They, like, snuck into the back. And um, they escaped afterwards after creating the chain codes and keeping Omega with them because uh, they were like, oh, no, uh, Omega belongs with them. Mm-hmm. So they um, they leave the and the episode. bottom of their ship, yeah, the bottom of their ship got blasted. Like, it's spark and it's fume and it's nothing good. So they're going to stop on this moon. Well, actually, no, it starts breaking down. So they crash land mm-hmm. on a moon and they have to replace a couple parts. But as they're replacing the parts, a mystery creature at the time, it's a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, starts rummaging around the ship and plucks one of the, uh, what is it called? Like a fusion jam? It's something a, like that.
0: Uh, it starts with a C. I wrote it down.
1: Yeah capacitor that's it so the capacitor uh this creature takes it out and when he does uh he bites into it and he starts glowing from like head to tail and it's really cool like some bioluminescence
0: yeah we love bioluminescence i did a lesson on that at the zoo the other day um
1: i'm
0: so sorry i'll just trail off so the Ordo moon dragon is probably one of my favorite parts of this episode because you know i love a creature um, got we whole do whole
1: love new creatures
0: yeah it's nocturnal obviously um and it feeds on <laughs> the reason it took the capacitor is because it feeds on raw energy um so don't know why it necessarily was glowing but we do know besides bioluminescence uh, we do know that it needed the energy <clears throat> probably in the same fashion that it needs regular food but it does make me wonder like does it have regular food is it does it just wait on? or six?
1: how is that processed into <laughs> nutrients or like you know of sustainability. Yeah, it's super. How natural. sustainable is raw energy on a moon, exactly. which is probably rotation locked, just like our moon, so it's always on the dark side of one side of the planet. Yeah, or I one side of the moon.
0: Where else their food source comes from
1: if it's not just exactly crash. if it's not just raw yes. energy? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's good. It's one of those like good horror moments. Um, where like mm. weird roaring claw marks darkness
1: scratching and and then you hear like banging on the ship
0: yeah and then you turn around and there it is um so we love Ah. star wars um it does say ordo moon dragons are accustomed to dark environments and adept to moving through tunnels so all those little like holes that we see are tunnels which i didn't even think about i thought they were just kind of like tiny craters um and they would like they gather their uh their raw energy items and put them into those little like craters and tunnels. Um, And that's where they just like keep them, which is how they ended up finding the capacitor in one of those. Um, And it doesn't really tell me much other than that, but they are really cool. And if you do go to like the fandom page or the Wikipedia page, the picture of them is really cool. And they are very dragon-like with kind of the like claw and web, almost webbed feet, but also with their ears. They're very, so I don't know if you've, You've seen holes. Everybody has seen holes. And if you haven't seen holes, please
1: shut off the podcast. Go watch it right now. I don't even care that you want to stop. Well, well, watch holes right now. Ashley, add that to the watch list after,
0: (laughs) or do it right now.
1: Because we Um, no, we no. If they skip off now, we won't get we won't get good analytics. They'll say that they stop watching at this point. We'll stop getting good revenue. They won't put ads in it. We
0: have no revenue. (laughs)
1: Bro, we want money, money, money. Money, 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 money.
0: <laughs> oh no, you gotta say it like Mr. Krabs.
1: <laughs> money, 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 money.
0: Oh, God. Okay. Hello, I like
1: money. <laughs> and what made you build a second Krusty Krab <laughs> right money. next to the original? Money. <laughs>
0: i knew that would derail us and i said it anyways it's fine anyway oh yeah that's what it's all about they use bearded dragons bearded dragons don't really do this they can like flare up (laughs) and change colors but basically they added little like i don't even know what to call these (laughs) like the flaring neck um frills there is a type of reptile that does that and i can't remember the name of it right now i think basilisk frilled lizard Um, it's just
1: called a frilled lizard is it and they and they no, yeah and they run around on their on their hind legs. They're like mm-hmm. they sort of like run on their hind legs. Look at that frilled lizard.
0: I know green basilisks run on their legs. Frilled neck lizard.
1: Yeah, frilled neck lizard. It's um. Looks oh, like a Dilophosaurus well. from Jurassic Park.
0: Frillnecks is the Nick- nickname for them, yeah. according to Nat Frill Frillnecks. Anyways, <laughs> you look, yeah, yeah, they are members of the Frilnex, dragon family. It's like weird little ears do that, so that's cute. Anyways, fun.
1: It's a uh, it's an intimidation tactic. They spread them out so they could yeah, freak out any uh, out. anybody.
0: Um, we also I'm sorry, I lost my little notes. Um, we also learn of, and this one's very. This one's in and out a little, so it's it's back and forth more back and forth than the other two episodes of between Tarkin and the Empire and the Bad Batch. Um and with this one, we flop over to Tarkin and the Empire, and I don't remember the like second ha- second guy's name. Um, and they talk about Project War Mantle. Rampart. Rampart, that guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <clears throat> they talk about Project War Mantle, uh, which is basically just the conscription of
1: Non clone troopers Uh
0: and he Which was also
1: mentioned in Rogue One. Was it? Yeah, when um Jin when Jin and um what was his name? Who did Diego Luna play again? Cassian. Cassian, that's it. How dare you when Jin and Cassian (laughs) I remember Diego Luna because he's very handsome, but I forgot the name of Cassian. I have been I I mostly like think of the name of the actor and then the name of their character that's just how my brain processes it. Mm, see I'm not. So when <laughs> no when Jin and Cassian they um they're looking through all the different plans that are on Scarif. She's saying a couple different things. I think one of them was uh, Dark Saber and then the other one was War Mantle and then she went Stardust. And that was, you know, Project Stardust is yeah. Is, is the one.
0: Okay, I can't say that out the loud. i but I'm going to tell you later. Um, yes. No, so, please, please. Derail
1: no. the podcast further. No. no,
0: absolutely not. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they bring up must Resist. Yeah, the urge. Um, and they just kind of do this little flash of the elite squad, I think is what he calls it. Um, and
1: mm-hmm. of
0: course, there's a little jerk in there um, who questions uh, this new leadership that he is and lo and behold the new leadership is Crosshair um, who what diverted from the path of the Bad Batch when he said good soldiers follow orders um, which comes back to bite us again in this episode. Uh, but he's basically meant to be their new trainer and commander of this new non-clone squad and he's got this like he comes off this like uh, medical table and he's just got this look in his eye and it's not going to be good. That's all I knew in that moment was this isn't going to be good. And I was right. Um, but I'll wait until we,
1: uh, you it. were 100% correct.
0: <laughs> they also, so this group too, they come up, they come in and they are sent on this mission to clean up Saw Gerrera's crew. Uh, I don't really remember much about what happens during that moment, but do you have notes or things you want to talk about for that? There was a lot of like pew pew and that's all I got.
1: They just get butchered yeah. like mercilessly. Yeah, it's horrible. which you know, the there's like, you know, civilians left over. All the troopers are what or like all the soldiers are wiped out. They're mm-hmm. gone, but there's a couple civilians hanging around. Which, by the way, the gotal the species, they're very prevalent in the Bad Batch. Like they're just everywhere in the Bad Batch. it's interesting.
0: Um. So two things. You know to, the like, the goat
1: the goat species.
0: Yeah, which is so they're so weird looking. I mean, so are so many but, aliens in Star Wars. What are
1: you trying to, to say? Mind. What are you trying to say, Cheyenne? They're just weird. <laughs> what? That's so a whole are, species. So
0: are a ton of other species. They're aliens.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what they're we're calling them now. All way. right. All right. Not being very PC. I see. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? How um, dare I? How know? dare
0: you? How dare you treat me like this? Um, you know what I meant. It's so unfair. Does everybody else. <laughs> um. So the two moments that stuck out with me for this is, um, I'll kind of jump back and then jump ahead. So after they, after they get their assignment, I don't remember what uh, Camino and walks out, but she she walks out of the room and like, kind of just, like, looks almost, like, disgusted or disappointed in a way, um, but upset in any way, uh, in a more broad term, upset in a way, and I'm wondering if she's upset because of the money? Like, okay, so now you're not gonna get clones from us, so now we're losing a bunch of money and time and resources that we've done building up this army for you? Or if... This is like the first little bit because in, po- in the politics of Clone Wars, Camino kind of sides on the side of the separatists but maintains their balance between the two for a while and, um, like stays relevant in the Republic and in, in the politics of the Republic. Um, but then,
1: well, and I think I don't think they were really like aligned with the separatists, like, they were for commission. And they were currently being commissioned by the Republic. I'm sure if the, um, like, Separatists came, there would be some kind of, like... Like, oh, if you start working for the Separatists, the Republic will pull back, so I don't think they directly serve them. But it was definitely for sure that um, the Kaminoans were a financially corrupt business that really profited off the war. Like, you get to see that in that one episode of um, Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. where, you know, know, it's like the corruption... I think we we might have both reviewed it. No, we definitely already we, did it, but I don't
0: remember like who they were who they were siding with in that argument. But basically, I remember it was them and another planet. They and they were they were they like toward the separatists. The other they
1: planet. were. I don't think they were leaning toward the separatists. I think they just were corrupt. They no, they were they were the bad other, guys, but not separate.
0: The other planet themselves was not. They oh. weren't a separatist. They had an office in in the Senate. Um, but they were like starting to side with them, and that's why Padme went to meet with them. Because I remember a meeting oh, okay. between the three. I don't remember what planet it was. So. <laughs> because that information probably Rhodia <gasps> Maybe
1: with Oconafar.
0: Yeah, maybe it was that. I don't know. Somebody that, else. That was the really one where Jar
1: Jar, like people mistook Jar Jar for a Jedi.
0: Yes and no. It was definitely around that same like m- there were multiple arcs involving that kind of with like two different
1: storylines um and one of them involving Camino. We're
0: derailing.
1: But we are derailing. We got to get back on topic.
0: Uh so I was just very intrigued by her by the look that she gave when she was just like mm. Don't love that. And then walked away. And that's literally all we got about that. The other moment that I want to talk about is um, the fact that, again, this little jerk, 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 new First Elite Squad guy um, was asking why Crosshair gets put in charge. He's like, if you guys are so efficient, um, like, why are they trying to hire us? And... Um, crosshair in the end when they're attacking Saw's crew is like uh, you wanted to know why they put me in charge because I'm not afraid to do what needs to be done good soldiers follow orders like I said came back for us again Um, but the scene itself him killing the civilian or somebody uh, and then the camera facing the elite squad and his orders to kill the rest of them was very Reminiscent of First Order for me Um, Literally Mm. one of the first scenes We ever see of the First Order Is them slaughtering a whole village Um, And so that was very Just Hit me pretty hard
1: Yeah like When I think about that It's just like Crosshair knew what had to be done He fulfilled the mission And I think that's where the clones were like Good at their job 'Cause they didn't really have human error. Because mm-hmm. you know, humans have like mercy. But Crosshair oh, was literally programmed to not have mercy. Yeah. And he just like he was just like, good soldiers follow orders. I follow orders. I'm a good soldier. I'm a good boy. And I'm, so, mm-hmm.
0: and I'm in charge. So shut up. I I'd
1: I'd like I'd like to think that Crosshair thinks to himself like I'm a good boy. I'm a he I'm a good does. good boy. Yeah. He
0: probably thinks he's so smart and he sucks. Anyways, um,
1: but like in an innocent really cool. way, he's like, "I'm such a good little boy."
0: Yeah, he's a li- he's a little lad, um, bald, but a little. <laughs> lad. Uh,
1: berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. You are like he's all like
0: haunt our listeners with that. <laughs> 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 that was terrifying. <sighs> oh my god. Okay, I don't remember what else happens in this, so there are things that I'm probably skipping over that I would depend on you for, because the last thing that I remember is the ending of the episode when they give her a bedroom. When they give Omega a bedroom. So that's so the most heartfelt moment in this episode, and it's also one of my favorite. What a precious little bean. Everything that happens to her, I'm so excited for even if it's oh, bad, because it's character
1: development. <laughs> I think we did mention this in a former podcast, how we did love... Um, Wrecker's Lula doll And yeah. how that is in her How that's in her room too yeah. On uh, Disney Plus Day They made it available on the, uh, on the shop Disney store You can get a Lula That's cute. Which um, You know I might just need to invest I think it's like $40 So I'm just Come gonna on. be like uh, Just do it,
0: just do it. No, I
1: should Hit the but, like, button But like, should I? Like morally. (laughs) Morally. All right. Well while we get on to episode four, I'm going to shop Disney.
0: (laughs) Um, I think you could buy like a version of that Lula doll too. It wasn't it wasn't his, but there definitely was one in Batu before.
1: Um there was one in Batuu. Yeah. Different one. Was
0: it? Oh. I can't remember her name. The little the little TwiLek that they rescued. Oh no, it's
1: like twenty six bucks. Uh Numa. We had the same conversation last time. Yeah. I'm I'm
0: horrible. Okay. I'll stop having the same conversations, I swear. Okay. Um <laughs> <sort> four <laughs> is called Cornered. Um this is the last one for this little set. Uh, like we said earlier, these all just kind of still run together, even if it, even if this isn't the end of the arc. Um, because it's just one long movie, we'll be moving on to the next set after this. But <laughs> this episode, they basically have regrouped. She got her bedroom. They haven't quite realized the level of imminent danger. Um, because at this point, we just have them having to fix their ship and um, the elite squad forming and like learning their role in all of this. And then realizing that the empire is starting to like put into place new things, um, that they're going to have to maneuver around basically. Uh, and part of that is like tech's job, figuring out how to do that. So with that in mind, they are heading for some repairs and they end up finding Pantora for hiding out and regrouping and, uh, Omega's, they open it so well with moments like this. This show, they just... They do so well as to intermingle the action and the lore and the like feel-good Star Wars. So for this one, the first thing that we kind of get is Omega. Omega's fascination with going to a new planet. Uh, he... I think Hunter or Tech or somebody says, uh, Pantora it is. And she just kind of takes a moment and like takes a breather and literally looks at the map and is like, Pantora it is. She, t- she's never seen the galaxy and she doesn't know. And it's just incredible. And it's she's so just like, exciting. what's a
1: Pantora.
0: <laughs> it's so exciting to see it through fresh eyes because I feel like even with like, even with Ezra, Ezra saw it through fresh eyes, but in a way that was like survival based omega doesn't even realize that she has to actually like fight for her life at some point and this episode kind of does that for her um it kind of puts her into that situation she doesn't always realize realize how um dire the situation is i'm gonna kill him i'm gonna kill him y'all if brody's mic suddenly cuts off it wasn't me um So it's exactly how I think that like I would feel or how any of us really would feel if we were going (laughs) through that situation um, and how we probably felt watching Star Wars for the first time. So the next introduction we get in this. So this is where the flip it to the other side of the coin and um, it's the action base of Star Wars. Fennec Shand comes on screen and I'm upset thinking about the fact that I already knew that she was in this (laughs) because I was not surprised. And I know that it was well, such a good yeah.
1: Intro. She was in the trailers and stuff,
0: yeah. And I'm sad, I'm like, how cool would it have been?
1: Do if you nobody think nobody
0: knew that she was gonna be there? And then you were like, ha! Ah! you know,
1: now do you think that we should do care. a character dive into Fennec Shand because we haven't really talked about her yet, we, have we?
0: Not on Clone Wars, we talked about her on the main channel. I don't know.
1: On, um, like, the main podcast. Yes. I don't know when. Um, when Mandalorian was But we did talk about
0: her in a Mando episode. Um, I don't really know how much detail we went into with her, but if you would like to talk about her, you are more than welcome.
1: I mean, there's not much really to talk about if anyone didn't listen to that episode of the podcast talking about the Mandalorian and Fennec Shand. Mm-hmm. She is a human bounty hunter who started making her name by, uh, well, for... um from killing for all the top crime syndicates, like a bunch of crime syndicates started Making calling her ink. up and be like, Ayo. And like, she started young. She's like, this is like her in like her first like few years when we see her in the bad batch. And already she's pretty dang experienced. And Cheyenne, when you watch later in the show, you'll see her some more like kicking some more, butt. I love her. uh, right. she, she becomes a really cool character within the show. I believe. Dope. And of course, um, uh, She was introduced in The Mandalorian, wearing the same exact outfit as Mm -hmm. she did like 30-some-odd years... No, not 30 yet. Like 20-some-odd years ago.
0: Yeah, she's awesome. I love her so much. Um,
1: I mean, like, if you know the fit, just wear it. It's like how I always wear, like, a black shirt and blue jeans. It just looks good on me.
0: Just works. Whatever works. just works. Um, She is typically associated with uh like flying slave one because it's boba's ship or was (laughs) um and i guess that that's why they credit her with that but uh she also has her own ship in this episode and we don't know anything about it so if anybody has any information please
1: yeah post it in the comments Let dm us know. tell us about how we're wrong
0: because i yeah because i couldn't find anything about her ship um i saw some like reddit talk about it but i didn't click on that because i don't know how to use reddit so i was just like okay, cool. <laughs> um didn't see the name so i didn't click but i really think her cool her ship looked pretty cool from the angle the one angle that we got of it um as she took off down towards pantora Um, And based on that tiny interaction, we see that her orders seem to be Omega. Uh, We don't know what for. So jumping ahead a little bit. uh, Do you you already know, as do most people, is it or you might at least have a better guess than I do if they didn't confirm in this first season. It does it have something to do with Boba. What does her orders to get Omega? No. Okay, dope. Uh, that's all I really wanted. No, it, to. I was like, it Boba seems Fett too is
1: not really—he's not even mentioned in the entire show except for like once. Good,
0: as as it should be. Um, not that I don't like him. Just to clarify for everybody listening, because I know people will come for my throat for that. Um, I I like especially with him, his
1: new show on the horizon. I
0: like him much better now than I used to because of that. Because of this uh, new version of Boba, I don't like child. Like I like Child Boba. Um. <laughs> But he was so involved minimally that it's just like irrelevant sometimes. And then
1: you uh, got a lot more like credit in the Clone Wars, especially yeah. when he started donning that new armor. And, yeah, uh, I just prefer being with that whole bounty hunter gang.
0: I prefer Mandalorian era Boba. He's dope.
1: Um, he is really dope. He's awesome. Comic Boba is really cool too. Bet, Boba in the comics yeah. and like the books. That's, he's like that's totally the grooviest fair. thing. The grooviest
0: thing. Um, the funniest, the humor, the humor <coughs> relief in this one uh, is Echo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, is the is that Echo is sold as a droid? Very funny. <laughs> Very funny that he was like, "Uh-uh, don't you dare!" And Hunter was like, "Listen, let's just get the money, and then I'll let you know. and Then you just get out of there. As if it's always that easy. It's never that easy. First of all. Second of all." They literally bargained for him, so that's very funny. Um, and then I was like, I imagine that if this, if it wasn't a Disney property, as he's getting dragged into the back by the owner, he would have just literally given Hunter the finger. Um, he obviously couldn't, but I think that would have been very funny, and that's how I imagined that happened.
1: Or even if he just lifted up his, yeah, like, arm. just, like,
0: shook his little screwdriver hand. That would have been funny. <laughs> um, I didn't do it missed opportunity anyways <laughs> do you have more? we're
1: angry <laughs> uh let me see what i put in my notes
0: i still have a little uh, one, i think uh, oh i do but you you go first
1: <laughs> uh we get a cute little uh easter egg involving a uh, crate full of vorpax which is um a creature that was introduced in star wars resistance owned by uh one of the racers uh, to doza yeah i love Tora. yeah it's a it's a new it's a nubian creature like naboo oh. it was like in i think in battlefront you could actually see like a couple like if you go deeper into like the feed castle you could see portraits of like Past uh, Naboo queens holding them, like how some people have like pictures of them holding, like their their like pristine little They're poodles Pomeranian. and stuff. Yeah, I, I actually had a Pomeranian when I was I younger. Love
0: Pomeranians are so cute. Um, so my my only other thing, actually, it's not a lot. Um, is that <coughs> oh, just kidding. Two more things. <laughs> um, the way that when Fennec found Omega, that she reeled her in obviously with the idea of rescue, but the way that she immediately went into her Mulan voice for like two seconds, it was just enough to where she softened it just enough to, and it hit me because I was like, oh, cause I was like texting and watching, you know? And I was like, Oh my God, that was very a Mulan moment. And then literally little by little, the way that she added um, the distinction back in that made her sound more like Fennec. It was mind-blowing to me. I don't know if she did that on purpose. I assume that she did, or even if it was, like, second nature, it was on purpose in a way. Um, But I thought that that was incredible, and I love her a lot. Um, As a voice actor and an actress in general, she's been around for doing stuff forever. Uh, And Mulan is one of my faves. And then (laughs) the only other thing was... (laughs) <laughs> i love a i love a reimagination of the Coruscant flying car chase scene <laughs> like that for me i love that every single time it happens no matter how they do it i love the <laughs> sounds that those their little yeah ships and make. like
1: they made the same sounds too they like they're the, like Woo! Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: incredible and i love it so much that's one of my favorite scenes it made in me the very nostalgic yeah so which can we favorites.
1: also mention that um that Pantora has like very Russian architecture, like for their uh, rooftops, like yeah, you know the awesome. one like Russian palace, how it yeah, has like the it's, swirly like, mm-hmm. tops. Yeah, I Pantora has a lot of those.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful. And
1: Pantora's and you know right. the Pantorans that like we've seen a couple Pantoran a senators table, right? and and like Chairman Papanoida from George um Lucas one of them. He's George oh. Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His daughter played but, one too. That was a good. That was that was a really good podcast that we did. I remember when we mm-hmm. talked about it.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, Pantorans. That was one of my favorites. It's very cool. Um, very interesting. Like uh, the Pantorans politically were very interesting people too, which is cool.
1: Yeah, very very fascinating political species. Yeah, well, because they're just blue humans.
0: Yeah, that too. Um. Okay, so I have a few questions to kind of close us out. Do you have anything before I do those?
1: Be my guest. All
0: right. So based on these three episodes, how would you rate the action level out of 10?
1: Out of all three episodes? Yes. Hmm. I would say I'd give it like a 6.5. Like consecutively, because episode two had like very little action. There was like a shootout and there was, like, the Nexu trying to get Omega, but that was, like, not a lot. Um, Episode 3 didn't have a lot of action except for, like, the massacre of Saw group, Mm -hmm. which, you know, brief and not very, like, not as crazy, I don't think, but the action in the, like, the last episode, we saw them, like, jumping from cart to cart, dangling off of, like, things. There was um, how Fennec actually beat Wrecker, like, instantly. Yeah that that that's a little that's a little crazy. It was awesome. Like that's a that's a tough pill for me to swallow. <laughs> Which is fair, totally fair.
0: Um, character development, we don't get like a ton in this.
1: Well, we we get a decent amount. We see Recker slowly becoming like a, a dad. Mm-hmm. Eventually, yeah. he's gonna start getting like the the beer belly and everything. <laughs> um so we see that kind of character progression we see wrecker hit his head and you know that kind of like continues within the next couple of episodes he hits his head he's like oh ow, ow!" ow. Like, like he just keeps getting like <laughs> exactly and i'm pretty sure that's why he got knocked out so easily too because he was still kind of suffering from a head injury
0: oh that's fair that's totally fair
1: because um, I feel like if it was Fennec and Wrecker, <laughs> Fennec wouldn't win as easily. But if since Wrecker did have a head injury, I think yeah that it contributed to yeah, it. He's
0: definitely more agile, but he's also just like he's smart. Even though he's he's smart in uh, battle tactics,
1: um, muscle,
0: muscle, battle tactics. Um, do the you- the brain
1: is a muscle.
0: That that is true. Um, is it? Yeah.
1: No. Is it? Yes. I'm wow. pretty sure it, like, technically. No, no. I'm not, scared. like, because there's muscles My in the brain. brain that wrinkle up. Hold oh, no, on, wait. <laughs> Does the brain have muscles? Has neurons. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> bless <me>. bless you. <laughs> Has neurons.
0: Uh,
1: oh, wait, no. As it turns out, your brain isn't actually a muscle. That's your right. brain, on the other hand, is a three pound organ made up of soft tissue oh, called bless. gray matter and white matter, it's which contain blood. neurons and other cells to help maintain these neurons
0: oh, smart okay i take back what i said i'm not dumb
1: <laughs> wow a brain is three pounds that's insane i've heard um, i've heard people say it's just like oh or like it's the trope that's like oh you're not very strong at all you're a wimpy nerd and then it's just like oh well i exercise my brain it's the strongest muscle of them all it's like lot. my brain is a much stronger muscle than your brains <laughs> Some kind of garbage like that, you know, like, but I, I guess uh, if they were so smart, they would have known that. Uh, they would have known that. Um, <laughs> the muscle, uh the brain isn't a muscle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was so funny. Oh god, they wouldn't really? Just <laughs> played into it. It's fine. Um,
1: <laughs> huh? So
0: this one, I'm very proud of this, yeah. even though it's kind of horrible. Also, so you know how people say mouthfeel when they're talking about food. I want to know your.
1: That that reminds you of Bob's Burgers. But <laughs> yeah. yes,
0: yeah. So I want to know your. Star what about Wars feel. what how... about
1: mouth feel? I don't like. <laughs> I don't so like how. Like how is this gonna segue? I
0: just said it. You got. <laughs> how is the Star Wars feel, of these of these episodes? It's like you
1: know. You didn't Star have Wars. to bring out mouth feel. You could have said like how funny. Star Warsy is this. It's you could have said how Star Warsy is Star Wars-y. this. You didn't have to say. I wanna do you it- know about mouthfeel <laughs>
0: i want to say star wars feel it's like mouthfeel but with okay star
1: wars. <laughs> you can let call it star this, feel <laughs>
0: i'll
1: i'll let you i'll let you i'll let this one slide but next time you bring up star feel to me i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna feel a little upset <laughs> if uh, you're gonna ruin it i'm not gonna
0: like it anymore
1: No, it's great. Please keep doing it. You liar! It's it's funny.
0: What is your rating for Star (laughs) Wars? No,
1: no, it's it's genuinely good. We're just making fake beef because the the show is great, and we were trying to be vegan, so we're making fake beef. I guess. Um, thank you for coming to my bad pun show. (laughs) I'd say, since Star Wars is forever adapting. And taking on new forms. Mm -hmm. There's no real say on how much something is Star Wars feely. Mm -hmm. But there is like the vibe of. I guess like. It broadens the horizons. It, it it opens experiences up for like future stories to be told, which I think this like these few episodes definitely open the door. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. creatures that feed on raw energy. I think that opens up the door to a lot of possibilities for future creatures to be explained and uh, discovered in the future. Yeah. 100%. Uh Pantora, it's a beautiful location. I can't wait to see more stuff about it. We I think Pantora was like First described in one of the books, *Dark Disciple*, which Mm -hmm. is a really good book book by Christy Golden. You should definitely give it a read. It's one of my favorites. Wait, maybe it's it's just adapting an unused Clone Wars um, script into a book. Oh, I love it! Like there, it was it was an arc that was going to be made for both season seven and then later eight. It was going to be continued in. But both of those arcs got merged into one and adapted into a book, which was really, really good.
0: Yeah, that is awesome.
1: Uh, but I'd say this is a great Star Wars feel. We cool. see a lot of recurring things. Like we see um, uh, a Gran species buying um our good old friend Echo. We see um, a Sullustan being like the the guy who checks in their ship we see we see a lot of things and of course the pantorans which are you know a remnant of clone wars we weren't really introduced to pantorans until clone wars we've yeah. seen them but we never really learned as much
0: yeah uh and the last one artistry and music how do you feel about the art and the music of this i wasn't really paying attention to the music very much until now honestly
1: yeah same you know it's like it's it's clone wars music essentially you know you you hear some good jams good action vibes the the music always ascends the moment, even if you don't recognize or can't hum the tune. Mm-hmm. Music is always such a big amplifier to what is going on, 100%. as also- if you weren't already sold enough in the great like animation. Yeah, the music is going to help you f- like vibe with it. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. For me, um, the reason that I thought of asking that too is because like I always love. I love the very classic. Pan of the ship down to the planet, or pan of the ship coming up from the planet. I love that. Yes. Every time, no matter what. So I was thinking. That about is it. so Star but, Wars. Oh, the music and the. Yeah, it's very Star Wars. So I love those moments. Uh, 10 out of 10 for Bad Batch for that. That's it.
1: For now. That That pretty much is it. There's not really much else to talk about for these episodes, which. No. Great episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really, I do really like the show. I wish that I had more passion of just binging it. Um, <laughs> but if I do that now, I'll forget literally everything that happened by the time we need to record. So we will...
1: Exactly. It's best to... Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've forgotten the episodes yeah. until we rewatched them. Yeah. That's usually how I go. I have a basic knowledge, but it's best to really watch and understand. Yeah.
0: Just even if there's like a tiny moment, like literally the look on the the Kaminoan's face. I was like, okay, like that. I probably would have not remembered if I had watched this a while back. So, um, I
1: mean, I just watched it and I have no idea what you're talking about. So. <laughs> God, Brody,
0: I'm just kidding. Um, Do you want to tell people? Where well, the game sorry, I was taking notes and
1: making names all the time. Ah, uh, you could find me at a uh, Broadster underscore Gaming on Twitter and uh, Twitch. I'm uh, hopefully going to be streaming soon. I know I said that last podcast, which we recorded like a month ago almost, but uh, I haven't done anything. Fine. Hopefully, I get the motivation. Maybe if I get the shiny charm in Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, then I'll have the motivation to actually do something. Yes.
0: Motivation comes from all sorts of places. You will find it. I believe in you. Um, you guys can find and me. And also,
1: since I have a new job, oh, that's, did, that's been taking up a lot yeah, of my time.
0: That is pain, man. I hate I hate working. Anyways. Side <laughs> <laughs> note. Um, <clears throat> you guys can find me personally at CJerica on Instagram and TikTok and CJerica95 on Twitter. I do not use Twitter very often, but you can find me there. Uh, you guys can follow our main channel at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, Facebook not there Twitter uh you're gonna find Grace there so if you need grace go to Twitter um, if you need me grace Brody, loves Twitter Danny or Grace Instagram is your best place to reach out and then Danny also streams at Wookie Dan on Twitch um, and I think he's doing that more often than not so you can find Danny and Grace there if you have concerns comments non-snotty remarks to be in I the think Twitch he's
1: channel. literally streaming right now
0: I love that Love that for him. Love him. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. And may the force be with you.
1: Always.